at Societe Generale in Australia. You're listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio 3. And let me give you an update on those global markets over in Australia. The ASX 200 uh, right now is down about 0.1%. The Nikkei 225 in Japan is moving in the other direction, up a third of a percent. The, uh, the Cosby, though, disagrees in South Korea. Uh, that's down about 1.1% at the moment. Uh, futures markets indicating the Hang Seng is going to open about 300 points lower later on this morning. In the commodities markets, Brent crude oil is slipping now in Asian trading at $58.75 a barrel. Gold is up at $1,620 an ounce. That's a seven-year high. And the decline in the yen hasn't abated. It's at 112 at the moment against the US dollar. Thank you very much for listening this morning. Do have a great weekend. Back chat's coming up after the news with Hugh Chiverton and Danny Gittings. The weather forecast for today, fine, cool in the morning. The maximum temperature is going to be about 22 degrees during the day. And the outlook is for it to be mainly fine with cool mornings in the next couple of days. It's going to become humid early next week. The temperature right now, 17 degrees, and it's 74% relative humidity. 8.31, here's Samantha Butler with the half-hour news. Two Australians evacuated from a virus-stricken cruise ship in Japan have tested positive for the coronavirus, raising questions about Japan's policy of allowing evacuees from the ship to move freely after testing negative for the disease. Some 160 Australians aboard the ship were cleared for transfer to quarantine in Australia's remote north. Meanwhile, a second flight to bring back around 150 Hong Kong residents from the Princess cruise ship has been delayed until tonight because it clashed with another evacuation. The government says a total of 65 Hong Kong passengers on the Diamond Princess have been diagnosed with the coronavirus. In a second revision in just over a week, mainland authorities say they've changed the method of counting coronavirus patients and will include only those diagnosed by laboratory, not clinical tests. Hubei province, meanwhile, reported 115 more deaths and over 400 new cases. The head of the World Health Organization says he's encouraged that the number of cases outside China remains low, but warned it might not stay that way. Tedrof Adnanom Ghebreyesus warned against complacency. It doesn't mean that the small number of cases in the rest of the world will stay the same for long. It's only a window of opportunity. And that's why we say this is the time to attack the virus while it is actually manageable, small number of cases in the rest of uh, the world. A U.S. federal judge has sentenced a former advisor to President Trump, Roger Stone, to 40 months in prison for lying to Congress and witness tampering in connection with the investigation into Russian interference in the 2016 election. The judge said Mr. Stone's lies represented a threat to democracy. Speaking after the verdict, President Trump said he believed Mr. Stone had a good chance of being exonerated and he renewed his attack on the forewoman of the jury. This is a woman who was an anti-Trump person, totally. Now, I don't know if this is a fact, but she had a horrible social media account. The things she said on the account were unbelievable. She didn't reveal that when she was chosen. And she's, I guess, from what I hear, a very strong woman, a very dominant person. So she can get people to do whatever she wants. Portugal has come closer to having a law on assisted suicide after a controversial set of proposals passed the first hurdle in Parliament. The move is opposed by many religious groups. Here's the BBC's Alison Roberts. 
Portugal is one step closer to becoming only the fifth European country to legalize assisted suicide or euthanasia. All five bills put forward by left and centrist parties were comfortably approved at their first reading. They'll now be discussed in committee for possible amendment. While deputies were voting inside the chamber, protests were being staged outside. The Roman Catholic Church and pro-life groups are demanding any changes be put to a referendum. If they gather enough signatures, Parliament will be required to debate whether to let voters have their say. You're listening to the news on RTHK. Good morning. Welcome to Backchat. I'm Hugh Chivert and your co-host today is Danny Gittings. Danny, good morning to you. Good morning. We're covering more aspects of the COVID-19 situation in Hong Kong in the next hour. How are the quarantine arrangements in Fotan working out? Should you wear a mask or should you not wear a mask? What do you think of the Chief Secretary's statement that the situation here is under control? Do you think it's under control or out of control? Should outdoor sports facilities be closed for safety or open for exercise? And what about the arts? Let us know your thoughts, your questions and your comments. You can leave a message on our Facebook page. That's Backchat on RTHK Radio 3 and we'll read those out. Uh, or you can email backchat at rthk.hk uh, or you can give us a call. And our telephone number is 233-88266. 233-88266 is the number for comment and we'd very much like to uh, hear from you. Okay, um, before we go on the show, it's just just now we I, I've been listening to back chat all week, and that um, uh, this is quite a lot of comment about masks, and it'd be interesting to hear back from people who've been commenting uh, this week on what, what they make of the Hong Kong Medical Associations uh, yesterday, because the Hong Kong Medical Association came out and said that um, yes, you sh- you should do what most people in Hong Kong are doing. You should wear a mask when you're in crowded places. Um, there seem to be uh, some people who feel so- somewhat differently, and um, if you feel you you know better than the Hong Kong Medical Association, it would be good to hear from you. I, I know that um, references are made to uh, World Health Organization advice that is different, um, but um, they are here on the ground and uh, local doctors um, surely in a, in a position to know about these things. Okay. Uh, I think there's a, is there a, we, we've had a few emails as well uh, on various topics. There's a bit of a backlog, actually, from uh, things we haven't uh, got to in the past. But, uh, yeah, uh, on that uh, topic, uh, this one? Yes, there, uh, we have on, yeah, and we have on um, also uh, another, another hot uh, debate has been over RTHK's own role um, in um, re- reporting on current events. Uh, here's an email uh, from Matthew about that. It says, it was both interesting and a bit disturbing to hear several emails read out at the end of the Backchat programme the other day by a listener who I think uses the name Richard. Like his previous emails on the topic, these messages demonstrate denounced RTHK in an almost hysterical Red Guard style, which relied on heavily on distorted or untrue facts. It struck me that the content of these messages was very similar to those in the high-profile noisy minority protest against RTHK, led by the delightful Letitia Lee and her band of 60 or so followers against RTHK in the couple of days uh, after the uh, satirical police video. As an aside, Miss Lee is a failed pro-Beijing LegCo candidate who in 2016, according to media reports, was seen out handing out several thousand dollars in cash prizes at a banquet to celebrate the second anniversary of the alliance in support of our police force. I enjoy hearing different views on Backchat, including those of people like Richard. However, I often wonder about the sudden appearance of an overwhelming number of pro-CCP 
government and police messages from last July onwards, and whether some of our new pro-authoritarian listeners are operating in a somewhat organised and formal manner under United Front-style efforts, like those of Letitia Lee. That one from Matthew. And uh, here's one from uh, Richard uh, himself. Uh, Richard says... uh RTHK ran a story this evening, that's uh, a message sent yesterday, about the return of Hong Kong passengers from the Diamond Princess. And to my great surprise, it actually aired a comment from a man who had something nice to say about the government! Exclamation mark. Is it because RTHK finally realises that people are sick and tired of RTHK's continued one-sided bias and its overly generous granting of airtime to unqualified experts whose only real credentials are that they are offensive, like Gordon Matthews, or anti-government? like Kwok Kaki, whose performance on Backchat showed, an actu- showed a lack of actual subject matter expertise? Or did RTHK finally sense that the growing ranks of the anti-RTHK disaffected would have gone thermonuclear had it aired another anti-Hong Kong comment from that selfish, arrogant cow, Ms Ng, I think that's a reference to uh, Carol Ng of the uh, Confederation of Trade Unions, who should be left in Japan on the Diamond Princess. Or, oh, no, I'm sorry, no, that may refer to... Um, Somebody who was on the Diamond Princess. I think that's. Uh, I think that was the reference. Actually, yeah. Sorry. Uh, while I no- uh, Richard concludes, while I normally advocate the conservation of pachyderms, that means elephants, RTHK is a white elephant that deserves to be put down. That's from Richard. Richard, if you're listening, you want to clarify who you were talking about there? We'd be happy to read it out. Uh, there's another um, email coming on the same topic in a very different vein from uh, Alan. It's entitled "RTHK Haters." says, how are any of these long rants about how evil RTHK is on topic? We all know that the United Front want to make RTHK into the people's daily Hong Kong. Okay, fine. Until they do that, please admit all these loony ranters about headlines, etc. Or just limit them to 30 seconds. And he says he's not the Alan who was quoted the other day. So, just to explain about the mis- I realise now the reference is to uh, RTHK. Richard was very concerned about uh, an interview that RTHK had with uh, somebody who was a uh, Hong Konger who was on the Diamond Princess, uh, who was, uh, who was uh, said that she would rather be there than in Hong Kong. Uh, and uh, um, as I say, Richard had, had uh, was not quite happy a lot with of this, strong with this. feeling there about RTHK's coverage of. Um uh, that's not the half of it uh, from Richard. Uh, okay, let's let's go to. Uh, we're joined now by uh, Ken Maxi Kin. He's a, a Fotan District Councillor. Uh, Mr. Mac, good morning to you. Good morning. So, uh, as as mentioned, uh, as we know, uh, more than a hundred uh, 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 Hong Kongers have returned to to Hong Kong and uh, been put in quarantine at the uh, Chunyang uh, estate uh, in Fotan. You're, you're a Fotan district councillor. Are, are you happy now with that? I know you were against it, but now that it's happened, are you, are, can you live with it? Um, I think that initially I was uh, opposed to the government's uh, decisions to um, make Fotan's to become a quarantine center. But however, the problem we face now is the how to prevent and protect the community from outbreak the virus. I think this is the key issue for us to deal with. So you're saying it's <clears throat> the key issue is to stop the virus outbreak. Yes. If the quarantine center helps that, you, you, you will now support it. Is that uh, right? No, because um, you know that the government um, has wrote transparency when 
when he uh, make these decisions, and as the district councillor and uh, in the the people and the and the residents in Fortan, we don't know. We we still don't know about the arrangements about the coordinate center. And um, uh, for example, we we don't know how uh, what press which press and the government are used to to arrange the the people and. We don't know the government how to deal with the medical waste, and this is the the, the major concerns because um, we always we always aware about the outbreak of the virus uh, from these two, uh, two kinds of aspects. But the government, uh, we we try to urge the government to provide information to us, but uh, but now the government is still not willing to. Um, and talking with us about this information. But you said already the most important thing is to fight the outbreak. Yes. Yes, if uh, if we don't put these um, these people in, in, in the Photon estate, where do they go? No other district wants them, so you, it's just uh, uh, you, you, they, they, they have to be put somewhere, don't they? Yes, but I think the, the major problem is that the governments, they have... Um, in Hong Kong, they have more, uh, more than once of, of place for settle the settle or use as the quarantine centers, such as the military camps and some hotels. I think this is uh, other uh, alternative or suitable place for for become a quarantine center. So uh, we we still don't do that. Why the government try to choose this kinds of of place? I mean, during Estate. Uh, it is near the the villages and is uh, and, it, and and it affected the over four thousand uh, uh, low income family. I don't I don't know why the government have made this decision. But just now you mentioned hotels. You said maybe hotels instead. Any hotel will be much nearer other people, much I more dense. Um, I think the hotels um, near the airport will be will be. Uh, Alternative, because you know that when the when the Diamond Princess or the peoples are, are from are from Wuhan, they can just uh, stay in the airport area and they no need to uh, no need to uh, go out uh, in the airport area because they can re- reduce the risk. Um, they, they they move to the the, the home, move to Hong Kong. Now, are you familiar with uh, the expression "not in my backyard"? People, it, uh, it, uh, people. It seems in different districts in Hong Kong, and you are one of them. You, you all say you, you need. We need quarantine camps, but we don't want them not in my backyard. We want them in somebody, somebody else's backyard, another place in Hong Kong. Um, I think that um, this is uh, this is not the, the major issue because because the problem is that. The governments they have the enough time to 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 search and find a suitable place because as we know that the government uh, stopped the the, the marriage service between Wuhan and Hong Kong since uh, in the uh, at in on the, on the 15th of the November we know that the government have uh, uh, predicted it will. It will be an outbreak of the virus in Hong Kong in the coming months. So why the why the government didn't try to talk about this to us? Actually, I I think um, 
they have uh, should they have enough time to find a suitable place. And for 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 not not at my backyard, I think this is um, the government need to have uh, rational communications and consultation with the uh, the community, especially the the people. What are the kind of security arrangements for these uh, for the estate? Uh, how will people stop be stopped from just leaving and wandering around? Mm, you mean the arrangement of the quarantine center? Yeah. Um. Now the the people are living in the free uh, free blocks of buildings um, in in the China estate and. However, the government didn't uh, tell us about uh, any details. For example, I mentioned before how to deal with the medical waste and what kind of uh, security and and people will be helped to monitoring the quarantine center and how many people how many people are used to monitoring the quarantine center. We don't know about the new information and even we don't know the penalties um, where the people in the Quarantine center. They are trying to go out and left, but so we we still need to request, still need to request some information from the government. I mean, your concerns. Everything you said is about you know looking after the people around the quarantine center. What about the poor people inside the quarantine center? We've already heard reports of quite tough living conditions uh, there. Um, you know, the, when they arrived, they said there was no toilet paper, uh, things like this. I mean, they're just sort of empty. Uh, shells uh, with unfinished concrete uh, in them. It's going to be pretty rough for them living there for for a, for a matter of weeks. Don't you have any sympathy for them? Um, we just I just saw a photo from the media because uh, as a district councillor, we can't go inside the quarantine center. Um, I the the equipment in the uh, in the the quarantine center is uh, I think is quite acceptable because it's just uh, quite simple and. And he, he got the bags and and no TV and I remember it if we were a a a Wi-Fi there. So I, I so I concerns about the mobilities and the the area for the for the for them to activity. So this is I want to know more about this kind of information because you know that uh, the government have low transparency in this policy making. Even even it have even China Estate become a coin center, we still don't know about any details. You keep complaining about lack of transparency. Has there been any communication from your district councillor? Is there any communication from the, the government to uh, district councillors? Uh, no, because from the events of the filming estate in Finland, the governments are clearly knows about Hong Kong people uh, does not accept any quarantine center near the residential area. So in uh, I remember in the um, in the January the in the January Kevin came that she wouldn't use any public housing as a quarantine center. But however, after only ten days, I don't know why she decided to use junior essay. This shows the government goes. This shows the government does not care and respect Hong Kong people, especially the people in Fortan and the people, the old and the over four thousand low income family. And 
And the government didn't tell us before about he will make these decisions. I, as the district councillor, why I need to call, why I, call, why I need to call the 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 staff in the uh, HAD, then I know the information. Why they are not trying to um, tell us before? So this is my major concerns. Why the government will do that? Now, there have been some protests in Fortan against the, the quarantine centre, right? But quite, quite small. We don't see um, large, large numbers of people protesting. Yes, because uh, last week we have different kinds of um, um, meetings and, 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 and in, in, in Fortan. But actually, there are a small number of people. They are... Um, they were joined this um, joined the meeting because because some of them some of some of them are so are actually think that they they actually think that the government should be uh, apart from apart from this kind of meeting we have uh, over uh, twelve thousand uh, petitions to the to the government so the 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 voice is clearly clearly so that. We are opposed to these kinds of um, uh, quarantine centre in China Estate. You said 12,000 people signed petition to the government? Yes, yes. Okay, and have you had any... Uh, in other parts of Hong Kong, we've heard of um, uh, pro-establishment politicians join, joining protests against quarantine centres. Have you had anything similar in your area? Um, no, because we... Actually, we have... Uh, a under the protests in uh, in four times, but the, the police departments they no, they don't allow us to to have the protest because they worry that we will attack and have violence to the Chinese airspace. So uh, we are so disappointed about why the police will be will will, will label us as this. But you didn't apply for a permit, right? You didn't apply for permission to hold the protest. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, we 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 have applied um, a, a permit to um, to have a protest, but the but the police departments they don't allow us to to pass the permit. Now, some people say that uh, these protests against the quarantine centre, they're just an extension of the anti-government protests last year. And um, if you watch uh, some of the, uh, the pictures of the uh, protests, you see uh, Hong Kong independence flags w being waved at what are, are supposed to be anti-quarantine protests. Is, is there, there a link between the two? Are some people using the quarantine protests just as an excuse for other issues like Hong Kong independence? I'm saying if we 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 have some linkage because you know that as you know that um, starting from the June of uh, uh, 2019, I mean we know that what the government's decisions and policy decisions are a lot a lot of consultations. They and they tried they took they didn't care about how people think and how people care about. So I think this is uh, even. Even this is a two two issues, but the the problem is the the government's policy decisions. And uh, actually, um, the using junior estate as the quarantine center, it will be more related to the um, 
the community issue, but however, I just I mentioned before, um, it will be the problem is the major problem is how the government's um, um, make his policy decisions and the policy pro but in the policy process will be totally affected uh, so many of Hong Kong people. So um, I think I think I think. Um, the people in the, the people in Hong Kong, they are trying to voice their opinion to the government. It's no not no need to um, uh, label as a different party, and so and Hong Kong in, in independence, I think it's not important. The major way is to how we vo- how we can voice our opinion to the Hong Kong government. Okay, different different angle uh, uh, from uh, Drake in an email. Thank you very much, Drake, who says. Uh, it's government rhetoric to make you think that there's no other options for quarantine camps. Actually, we do have, as many uh, had proposed, we have a vacant hospital near government house. Uh, we have the police recreation camp at remote places, and so on and so on. From another angle, residents who were about to move into this new Fotan estate are now left with sudden months long homelessness, helplessness, and forgotten. That's uh, Drake's uh, take. I mean, that that is correct, uh, Mr. Mack, isn't it? That I mean, these were these estates were going to be occupied, and those people will now have to have to wait. I'm saying that these these uh, houses were due to be occupied by people who've already been waiting quite a long time, and now they've got to wait even longer, haven't they, to move in? Okay, yeah, because they are. Uh, over four uh, thousand uh, units in Jordan space, which means there are uh, over four four thousand families that are affected, and they were happy to arrange in a public housing um, when when they have gym for a wrong. But the governments just turned their homes into a quarantine center. So the, actually, uh, the problem uh, they face now that they, they want to know the exact times. When they can try, when they can live in the train estate, so this is the, their major concerns. And for some of the the low income family, and and then they they won't have any house live uh, in the coming future. So I think that the major things the government need to do to try to provide some uh, intermediate housing and also provide some com- uh, um, uh, and and compensations for them. This is the the the, the major the major thing the government need to do in the uh, coming months. Okay, we have an email that's just come in. Uh, uh, I think addressed to you, Mr. Mack. Uh, it's from Andrew, and it's entitled "NIMBY, Not in My Backyard." And uh, Andrew says to answer your district councillor's question as to why the government didn't provide him months of notice of their intention to use the photon quarantine facility. Maybe they didn't want his supporters to turn up and firebomb it, as with the other one twice. Perhaps he and the other district councillors bear some responsibility to try to work with the government to find solutions, rather than just organising protest marches against them. They invariably turn violent, having helped ratchet up irrational fear among their constituents. And before anyone says it, would I want one in my backyard? Sure, absolutely no issue. In point of fact, I believe a facility very near me is one of those earmarked. 
Thank you very much, Andrew. Um, Mr. Mack, it, uh, our listener saying you, you and your fellow district councillors should bear some responsibility. You should try and work with the government. How do you respond? Um, I think actually as a district councillor, we are, um, uh, especially the, the district councillor in Sartin's council, uh, I think we are willing to um, discuss and communicate with the governments. But we are all angry about that, why the government didn't tell us before. And this is not respect us and respect the, the people in our community. So uh, when the governments, they are em emphasized at a rational discussions, a rational communication. So why this, I just uh, go back to the basic problems, why the government didn't tell the full-time people I think this is the the government the government has the has its own problems on this issue. Okay, here's an email from John quickly who says, uh, "Sorry that so that so-called district councillor is an uneducated idiot. If the government answered the questions, he would not be able to comprehend the answers. For example, security. No one should reveal security arrangements because that defeats the purpose of security. The real issue." The d district councillors are grandstanding and moaning to retaliate against the government and chief executive because they refuse to meet the district council, uh, can district councillors. That uh, comes from uh, John. Uh, okay, well, uh, uh, we're out of time, but Mr. Mack, thank you very much indeed for, for joining us uh, on the line there, Ken Maxi Ken. He's a district councillor with uh, FOTAN. Uh, Marfung Kwok, legislator who represents the sports, performing arts uh, and culture, uh, will be joining us after the news uh, at nine. We want to talk a little bit about the uh, LCSD uh, and also about uh, arts groups as well. If you want any thoughts on that or what you've been hearing in the first part of the programme or anything else, drop us a line, backchat at rthk.hk or even better yet, give us a call, 233-88266. We look forward to to hearing from you. The weather, fine, cool this morning, temperatures up to about 22 degrees during the day and readings at the moment, 18 Celsius, the relative humidity is now at 74%. You're listening to the news on RTHK. Out on a Friday morning, last one of the week, with Danny Gittings and me, Hugh Chiverton. We were talking in the first part of the programme with a district councillor uh, from uh, FOTAN about the quarantine uh, arrangements and attitudes towards the, those uh, those in quarantine. Uh, we, we're joined in the second part of the programme by Ma Fung Kwok, who's the legislator who represents the sports, performing arts, culture and uh, publication sector. We wanted to talk to him a little bit about something that, that came up uh, this week from uh, a listener about uh, LCSD facilities uh, and also we can also perhaps touch on, on uh, support for the arts, which is uh, one of the things that uh, uh, is highlighted in the uh, $25 billion, or is it $30 billion package that the administration uh, is rolling probably out probably become to even people. more by the time they finish with it. Yeah, <laughs> just add and add and add. Uh, so, uh, as ever, we'd like to hear from you. You can email back chat at rthk.hk or give us a call, 233 uh, or you can comment on our Facebook page, that's Backchatter and RTHK uh, Radio 3. Um, maybe just that there was a, a comment uh, from, yeah, let's just do this, a comment from Nick uh, responding to our guest in the first part of the programme says the district council is typical of these younger Hong Kongers, totally selfish and the government are to blame for anything that might happen. That's younger Hong Kongers. Uh, that's uh, Nick's take on younger Hong Kongers. Uh, OK, and uh, we have quite a few comments on, on our Facebook page. Uh, Michael, 
says the failed Diamond Princess quarantine issues might be less complex than first thought. After complaining about needing to go through a secondary quarantine once returning to, to Australia, this lady proceeds to mention her son sneaking a hug with her and has a clip from uh, Seven News. I wonder how many others on board are sneaking personal contact. Epic fail. That's what Michael says. Also on our Facebook page, uh, Tom weighs in on the topic we're going to be discussing um, now. He says, great to hear the topic of outdoor sports facilities to be discussed today. One could expect government objections to opening them would come from a legal liability perspective. But would like to point out the hiking trail has been very crowded the last few weeks. And these are also government property managed by the Agriculture and Fishery and Conservation Department. Uh, Clara Chung and Gary Lee, district councillors, did receive a response from the Leisure and Cultural Services Department, so it does seem to be taken into consideration. And then he then quotes from the uh, response from LCSD, perhaps being translated because it's some, some of it's a slightly strange uh, language. Uh, the department will actively consider the extending the inside out, outdoor facilities, the running trail, taking into account the latest situation of the outdoor facilities and taking into account the situation of the outdoor situation of the outdoor health. As I said, this possibly been translated. <laughs> uh, the possibility of partially opening physical and recreational facilities and the department will report to members in due course on the opening of running trails, outdoor fitness and recreation facilities. Okay, and Mr Tang says, uh, outdoor areas offer much space, fresh air and plenty of sunlight, all of which are essential to a healthy life. With school closures and work-from-home arrangements in place, most of us are leading an even more sedentary lifestyle than before, which doesn't bode well for our physical health. Getting out and about has lots of health benefits, including boosting our immune system, improving our emotions and giving us a sense of purpose. Closing indoor venues such as libraries and sports stadiums is a prudent move, since ventilation and close contact between between users in a cramped space or legitimate health concerns. Outdoor venues, such as sports grounds and parks, by contrast, are places where users do some stretching and jogging, and these are relatively safe workouts that allow social distancing to take place. Of course, the peripheral facilities, such as changing rooms and toilets, can become breeding grounds for infection, so perhaps they should remain closed. I hope the relevant departments may consider partially reopening the outdoor sports venues and parks, as long as the staff working there are adequately protected. That's Mr Tang's uh, angle. Just before we talk to, to Ma Fun Kwok, so we did invite the uh, LCSD uh, to uh, come up, um, and uh, we got a written reply uh, in the end. They weren't able to join us. Um, what they said was, in order to safeguard public health, social distancing is of paramount importance to prevent the further spread of the epidemic. Temporary closure of the LCSD venues can avoid people from gathering. It also helps prevent chances of social gathering before and after participating in activities and reduce the risk of the spread of the novel coronavirus in the community. During the temporary closure period, people can continue to enjoy LCSD's non-fee charging land-based leisure facilities, which maintain services. They include parks, playgrounds, outdoor hard surface pitches, skateboard uh, grounds, skate parks, roller skating rinks and cycling grounds. Uh, that comes uh, from the uh, LCSDs, pointing out that uh, parks and playgrounds are still open. Uh, it's just those places where you have to book and they charge, uh, which are which are being closed now. Uh, Marfun Kwok, good morning. Thank you for joining us. Hey, good morning. morning. You're, you're the legislator representing the sports, performing arts, yeah. culture and publication sector. A, a lot of our listeners there saying that LCSD should really do, be doing more to reopen sports facilities. What's your opinion on that? Well, uh, I, I think that uh, we should address this issue with extra care. Uh, 
as uh, we all support the government's uh, move to avoid uh, the virus uh, getting spread uh, in the community. And uh, I do believe that we have to uh, differentiate uh, different kinds of activity because we can't stop the whole community uh, uh, and put everything to a halt. So we need to uh, address certain issues with different measures. For example, for uh, uh, for this kind of venue, as you know, that uh, most of the venue uh, for recreation and for sports were uh, managed by LCSD. So, uh, for example, for some of the uh, uh, sports sectors, uh, for the, the the activities that they are carrying out is uh, much uh, less risk. Uh, just take uh, a tennis, for example, that uh, there won't be much contact between players, and uh, and it's also uh, very spacious outdoor. So, uh, and also, for example, for the uh, football play. Uh, football game, right? If you do it on a pitch and uh, without any uh, fans, um, that is also con- should be considered. If not, that if, if the closure uh, prolongs, that may affect the operation of the uh, of the, the sport form in in a serious way. So I do believe that the LCSD should consider from time to time the level of risk. And try to uh, uh, reopen certain facilities, which which are all uh, low risk, and make sure that the, uh, with, uh, all the measures are very stringent and uh, also can be uh, managed. Then uh, reopening should be considered. One one problem I can see was mentioned by one of our listeners. You you reopen the tennis courts, you reopen where people can play football, but um, then you, you maybe you keep the changing rooms closed because uh, changing rooms much easier to spread virus. It's going to cause that's going to cause problems to people who want to use the, these sports facilities, need, isn't it? You need toilets, well, uh, yeah, and have measures, a, the toilets we and so take, on. Yeah, uh, extra measures to control the uh, the crowd. Uh, I mean. Uh, 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 many people getting together. For example, you can control the number of users uh, of the changing room at one time, and uh, also try to make sure that it's uh, uh, it's clean and also can be uh, uh, can be cleaned up the uh, more frequency. And I do believe those those areas can also be controlled. So it sounds to me you're saying, of course, we should be careful, but the government is. It's be it's be it's it's not thinking this through ca- properly, and it's just adopting the same approach to all sports facilities. Well, at the moment, the, the government is uh, is uh, practicing a so-called uh, 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 across-the-board uh, uh, measures that uh, have a, uh, a clear cut that no facilities were allowed. I mean, uh, were open to the public. But to, for me, I do believe that uh, we should assess the the level of risk and try to. Uh, uh, provide services as far as the, the risk is not high. And we all understand that uh, we should have very stringent measures to, to control the hygienic condition uh, to ensure that the, the virus won't be spread. Uh, but at the same time, we should also consider providing a very limited service as far as uh, it is uh, controllable. 
Okay, uh, the, the other thing that uh, was raised by the LCSD themselves was that uh, the uh, closure uh, helps reduce chances of social gathering before and after participating in activities and reducing the risk of the spread of the coronavirus uh, in the community uh, for that reason. Of course, people do like to get together after, after sporting events, as the police will tell you. Uh, uh, do you. Does that make sense as well, that we should, we should stop that sort of thing? Well, uh, I, I, I do support that because uh, as we should uh, we should reduce all chance of uh, 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 spreading, right? So for this gathering, uh, we should try to uh, 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 persuade people not to do it. Uh, that is uh, something that we should do and we should practice. Yeah. Okay. How about the members of your sector? I mean, they must. It must. This must be really hurting for them. I mean, most um, yeah, sports uh, trainers. Most, I, I, both for the cultural sector and also for the sports sector, and also for, even for the performing arts sector. For example, the cinemas are now uh, almost empty, right? Even though they, they don't uh, practice this kind of closure, but still, that uh, there's nobody watching movie, and uh, many of these, uh, uh, for example, film production uh, activities has been ceased because there's also uh, I mean people can get together easily. And uh, for others, for example, for the concert, the, the uh, pop concerts, they were all ceased because all the LCSD venue were closed. So the sector were hit uh, seriously. And they all uh, came to me and hoped that uh, uh, we can uh, uh, convince the government to provide certain kind of uh, assistance or support for them. Yeah. And actually yesterday, yeah. uh, Home Affairs uh, Bureau had already announced certain measures to help the, uh, the, the sector. But I think, I think that uh, those uh, measures are still not sufficient to, to, to help the sector to uh, go through this uh, very difficult time. What sort of measures were they? Uh, for example, providing certain uh, support to the individual artists, uh, to the art companies, uh, to support the arts festival and also uh, 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 other involved uh, organizations, and uh, that will be uh, that will be uh, possible if the, the overall uh, required fund will be approved today uh, with the uh, finance committee of Legco. What do you think of the government's performance generally? We've heard a lot of criticism from people in the pro-establishment camp using very strong language, saying that um, uh, government... Um, I think it's not easy task, I mean, because this come all of a sudden, and I do believe that the, the government is not well prepared for that before. But uh, when, when, uh, when this uh, come up, and I think the government has already tried their best to, to have uh, to tackle this problem in various fronts, for example, to provide assistance to uh, to uh, the economic sector, to different trade, and uh, but I do believe that uh, those measures may not be able to cope with all the problems that the the, the, the community is facing, and I do believe that uh, this will only be the first phase, and I hope that uh, uh, when uh, when times goes goes on and uh, we can really assess the overall uh, 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 problem and uh, we can really have a better assessment and then to have uh, to, to try to put up uh, more uh, uh, 
efficient measures to to help uh, different sectors out mm. from this uh, chaos. What What do you mean by that? More efficient measures to help uh, different well, sectors. On one, on one on one hand, it's uh, um, uh, more to uh, put up more money uh, funding to have the, those those uh, sectors who are actually in trouble and try to assure that the, the community can uh, restore uh, and can uh, have a, a normal uh, 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 situation uh, after this, uh, uh, this uh, the whole the, uh, chaos. I mean, things like the uh, the Arts Festival and uh, Art Basel, you know, they're big, you know, international-sized uh, events. Um, what impact will their cancellation have uh, on the art scene in, in Hong Kong and our international reputation and so on? Well, I, be- I believe the direct hit is very obvious. But uh, what worries me is the, uh, what would be the aftermath of this, the whole situation whether uh, people are still willing to come over uh, shortly after uh, this whole incident. Uh, that's the, the key thing. And, uh, for example, for the, uh, for the damage, uh, it, uh, we can really assess. For example, the government can provide uh, uh, waiving the, the, uh, waiving the brand and maybe provide certain uh, financial assistance. Maybe this can help out. Uh, but the, if people are not willing to come again, then this is the, the, the real problem. How, how long will it take your sector to recover from the impact? Oh, it's, it's, hard, to, it's hard to assess. Uh, first, of, first of all, we have to uh, wait until the whole thing is over, then we can do certain assessment. But it's, it's difficult to tell uh, by this time. Okay, you, you were sort of saying that they should at least review the arrangements for the LCSD uh, and uh, outdoor facilities. John, in an email, says, if someone gets infected in a public facility, then the already under-pressure government will be held responsible, so they can't win either way. You can't yeah. uh, have tennis or soccer facilities open with no toilets open, etc. Plus, participants running around sweating, coughing in close proximity on tennis or soccer pitch must be risky. And what about staffing at these venues? That comes from yeah. John. This won't be an easy decision, and uh, we, we, uh, the government really have to, 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 to balance it. I mean, uh, to balance the risk and, and, and between uh, the, the, uh, the spreading of the disease and uh, the, the, the necessity to provide service to the public. And I think it's, a, it's a really a tough decision. Okay. Okay, well, uh, Ma Fung Kwok, thank you very much. I mean, and you said you said basically overall, you think the government is is doing a, a good job. They weren't prepared, but now you think they're that they're uh, the situation is under control. Do you agree with the uh, chief well, secretary? Well, I won't say it's a good job, but I think they have already tried their best. Yeah, and I hope that they can improve. From, That's kind uh, of damning uh, with faint praise. Faint praise. Say they've done their best. Do would you do, do you agree that the situation is under control, or do you think the situation is out of control? time being, I think uh, it's still under control. Yeah. I think it's still under control. Yeah.
Okay, well, Marfan Kwok, thanks for, for joining us, a legislator who represents the sports, performing arts, culture and uh, publication uh, sector. Uh, once again, uh, if you want to respond, if you want to uh, contribute, give us a call, and our telephone number is 233-88266. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, or you can email backchat at rthk.hk, and we've got quite a few uh, emails to uh, cover uh, now, as well as a number of issues. Uh, or you can always comment, of course, on our Facebook page, and everyone can see what you write there. That's backchat on rthk radio 3. Now, Kwok Kaki was a guest on the show earlier this week, wasn't yes. he? Yes. And um, a number yes, of our listeners have uh, strong views about uh, Kwok Kaki's uh, comments on the show uh, yesterday. Uh, one email from Disappointed Larry, entitled Calibre of Legislator Dr Kwok Kaki. says, I understand that Dr Kwok Kaki is a specialist in urology. He's neither a virologist nor an epidemiologist, but he attempted to speak with authority on the issue. He did not sound like he had much more understanding of handling communicable diseases than the Japanese First Responder Brigade, who implemented the quarantine of the Diamond Princess, who are they are highly trained in earthquakes and natural disasters. Dr. Kwokkaki needs to be more humble, and he needs to do his homework before he can represent his medical sector constituency to speak on the issue of the coronavirus outbreak. Judging by the way he stumbled over the issue, sounding embarrassingly ignorant on air yesterday. It's obvious Dr. Kwok has no clear idea on the infection's pathway of the coronavirus and proper quarantine and disinfection measures. However, Dr. Kwok-Kaki is an expert in blaming the government for anything under the sun, including your leaking water tap. For our taxpayers' dollars spent on Dr. Kwok's salary as a legislator, this is simply embarrassing and disgraceful. And as I said, that email was from Disappointed Larry, but uh, Disappointed Larry is not the only critic of Dr. Kwok. Uh, he's obviously arousing um, uh, strong feelings uh, uh, among our listeners. Actually, uh, this is a more general uh, response from uh, Andrew, saying, experts' response to my uh, uh, questions. Uh, thank you to your two epidemiologists for addressing my question of why, if a pandemic was imminent... Hong Kong still had only 60-odd cases out of 7.4 million people after getting on for three months since the outbreak. The experts both seemed to be saying it was a fair point, but the reason was that actually there was likely to be huge underreporting of infections in China by a magnitude of tenfold, one said, and as much as 40-fold, I believe the other said. They said in Hong Kong it was likely a similar situation with many people infected not reported as they were either completely asymptomatic or having such mild symptoms they weren't aware that they even had the disease and so were not seeking medical attention. Assuming we are not talking about a huge cover-up in the fatalities figure with China claiming to have 2,000 dead when it's really 20,000 or in the 40 times experts case that would mean 80,000 dead and China secretly disposing of the bodies, which neither expert, to be clear, suggested, then it follows that the effective real mortality rate is actually far lower than we first thought. So not 2%, but actually 0.2% in the 10 times version, and 0.05% in the 40 times version, which seems to be very encouraging news, I would have thought. A mortality rate lower than or on a par at most with regular seasonal flu, and with the majority of people who contract the virus so unaffected and physically well that they don't even know they caught it. 
I'm sure I've got this wrong somehow, and the experts you had on or others can point it out, no doubt. Thank you, Andrew. You raised a number of interesting issues there. I mean, the, although the mortality rate was talked about as 2% initially, which is already quite low, it's become clear that was a reference to the figure in Hubei in, in Wu, and then even elsewhere in China. The figure is, is, is much lower. Also, the number of infections has been rising much, much faster than the, uh, morta- the, the, the number of deaths. So it's, it's reasonable to suppose that the mortality rate has fallen even lower now. Okay, just I, th- I think, uh, Andrew, I've just uh, to pick up on some of the points that you raised. Uh, first of all, we only had one epidemiologist. I think uh, the other was uh, Gabriel Choi. It wasn't from, Dr. Kwok, who uh, doesn't claim to be an epidemiologist. No, or, 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 or Gabriel Choi. We, we had an a, 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 a epidemiologist from Harvard. Um, I don't recall the 40 times. Uh, I remember him saying 10 or 20 times. Um, but I, uh, that was referring, I think, as you imply, to... To the total number of infections. I don't think he said what the uh, what his view on the actual mortalities were on the number of dead. Um, uh, so I don't think you can necessarily extrapolate from saying that there are a lot more cases and the same number of deaths. I don't know if it's uh, as, uh, as straightforward uh, as that. Uh, so that would be my take on that. I th- and on Kwok-Kar-Ki, um, I would say that um, uh, he's got a lot of experience. Well, first of all, he's not the he doesn't represent the medical uh, sector. He used to, uh, but he doesn't any longer. Um, he has a great deal of experience, to be quite honest, uh, not as a specialist, not as an epidemiologist, um, but as somebody involved in public health. Um, he's been a, a doctor and a, involved in public life in Hong Kong since the 90s uh, when, he was a, when he was a district councillor. He has been a legislator uh, representing the medical function constituency. He's been on the hospital authority uh, and so on. Um, so uh, I think he has, to be honest, I think he has some authority when he's talking about public health issues uh, in Hong Kong, uh, even if he's not specifically an epidemiologist. So I would say that's why, um, that's why we have him on. That's, uh, I think there's a good reason to, to, to have him on. Um, and, and I would just, you know, I've said, I've said it in the past about um, RTHK, about uh, backchat, backchat guests uh, in general. Yeah, now. Uh, okay, <laughs> uh, is that uh, we, uh, we we invite a great many people, and and I'm sorry if sometimes um, there are there you, there are claims that uh, our guests favour one side uh, or the other. We try, we invite you know sometimes ten people on for the for the one person that we that we do get. So uh, yeah, uh, we, that's just a constraint that we that we have to live with. Okay, our number is two three three eight eight two six six. We've got a caller on the line now. Uh, yeah, go back. ahead. Well, you can be guaranteed I'm not in favor of anybody. You're, hello? Hi, oh, yes, yeah. so you're, you're, you're on the air, and you're, you, you, you told us you're not in favor of anyone, right? Yeah, you're the, you were making the point that all your, all your guests were favorites, were favorites of uh, RTHK. Well, I'm not a favorite of anybody. Okay, well. But, but, but I do remember one of the doctors saying it was 20 times more serious, or 20 times... Yeah, that's what Dr. Ding said, yeah. 10 to 20 times, he thought, the, the number yeah, of cases. Yeah, well, you time. know, that was weird, because I'm thinking that uh, what, what, the, what the information was is like 2.3, uh, 2.1 or 2.3% of the people that get infected um, uh, and have, uh, are, have fatal consequences, which is a little above the average. The, I think the average... Uh, flu is about 1.8, something that 
something what? like this. What? Really? What? One point, <laughs> Seasonal <laughs> flu, 1.8, really? 1.8% 1. 1. of the people that have seasonal flu die. There's been over 20... There's been Really? Over, I'm sorry. I've seen, I've seen figures which are a fraction of that. I mean... I haven't gotten. How many people have my... died from the flu this year in the United States? I have no idea. Over fourteen thousand. And and how many contracted it? Uh, I just talked to my son about totals. He's an ER doctor in New York, and he said it's really massive this year. Ever the e the ERs are just cram packed with flu with people that think they have the flu. Uh, this is it was yeah you're bad, arguing you're, you're arguing bad. against yourself yeah, Mike, now. I, I, you're saying you're saying there are a lot of people I, I think that, would, relieve, that would reduce the mortality rate the more people yeah. there are the, the, i think the two percent is a reference to two percent of all annual respiratory deaths that all people who die from respiratory problems annually no, about two percent no, of no. No, i'm seeing a who figure here of approximately 0 0.095 uh, mortality rate for the uh, uh, flu in the um, in the U.S. again, zero point zero nine five. That's uh, less than one percent. Zero point zero nine five. Yeah, no, it's less than point one percent. Less than point one percent. Yes, even yes. One point three percent. I mean, you know, what did I, what did I say? One point three percent. And you're saying no, 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 no. It's just a. It's about a hundredth of that. 1%. I, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I don't know. Yes, Danny, no, no, Danny. It's saying, well, I, we're just calling this up as, as Mike raised this, but um, saying 0.095%. What I'm saying is this year's flu is about 1.3%. Yeah. Your WHO gave a where, figure. Where do you get where do you get that figure from, Mike? I just I, li I listened to the I listened to the doctor in New York. What doctor it's was that? 20, sorry, 21 what? million. Hang on, people. hang on. Yeah, well, well, sorry, okay, okay. you're saying 1.3%. I mean. Come on. Well, Google, Google. You got Google, don't you? Yes, that's, that's what I'm looking at now. It says that's where I gave you the 0 0.095. It says 21 okay. million people will, will catch the flu this season. If you're applying a 1% or 2% figure to uh, that, you're, you're going to have absolutely massive numbers of, of No, 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 no. Last year was 95 million worldwide. Okay, well, we'll have to um, look, right. <laughs> look into the issue of uh, statistics. All right, so... I, what I'm saying is when this, this coronavirus, in fact, uh, the, with the coronavirus, it was about 2.3% of those that have reported to have been, yeah. uh, have 2.3% um, uh, have, have um, had fatal consequences of the, uh, and it was interesting that those, that there were more men than women, and of those men, they were smokers. Yeah. I'd tell you, I just, um, if, if you like figures, Mike, and I know obviously you do, I do recommend Dr. Ding. I do Ding. like figures. Okay, have a look you. at Dr. Ding's uh, Twitter feed. It's very, very interesting. It's got loads and loads of information, and it's quite authoritative, so I do recommend that. Sorry, we, uh, <coughs> many, many thanks for your call. Yeah, we, Mike. I, would, uh, I, I don't go to individuals. I, you know, I'll go to the, uh, go well, to the you know, the, the, the CDC and, you know, the, the, the massive... Um... Well, you are an individual, and so is he. And, of course, he goes to the CDC, and he goes to other authoritative sources as well. He doesn't 
make it up out of his head. Anyway, Mike, right. thanks very much indeed. We, uh, we, we've got out of time because we've got some other emails to get on, to. On this, thanks, Hugh, thanks very much, Hugh, Hugh. Uh, a listener's just chipped in on our Facebook page saying, Dr. John Campbell said the flu mortality rate is 0.02%, which is roughly... Who's that? Uh, he's quoting Dr. John Campbell. Who's John Campbell? I haven't heard of Okay, <laughs> All right. Uh, quickly, uh, wrapping up uh, with a few more comments. Uh, Andy... Uh, has some has some uh, funny angles. Uh, he says, yesterday there was a photo of a policeman carrying toilet rolls walking down the road. The police put out a tweet saying, the image has quickly led to speculation the officer was doing personal shopping uh, while on duty. According to records, some packs of a toilet... Uh, he saw some packs of toilet roll falling off a goods vehicle and reported the case to patrolling officers. Police unaware that in England, falling off the back of a lorry <laughs> is a euphemism for uh, stolen goods. Thanks uh, for that. Um, Elliot says, comparing the virus statistics of Hong Kong and Singapore reveals a big contrast in the infection patient discharge rates. Singapore has 85 cases and 37 of them, 44%, have already been discharged. None have died. Hong Kong has 69 cases, but only 7% have been discharged. Two have died. Why is Singapore having so much more success in treating its patients? Maybe you could get someone from the Department of Health uh, to explain. And uh, Jay says, why is the government chartering planes, wasting heaps of money, bringing the virus into Hong Kong, when many of those people in China are working for corporations that have all their accommodation paid for by companies? The employees should look after, their employers should look after them and pay for their medical costs. Jay Angry says, when is the government going to give us the money? $10,000 each to go and buy face masks, which have gone up from 55 to $150 or $250 a box. When is the government going to stop the supermarkets from putting their prices up? And Anon says, in Bangladesh, they play cricket on the streets, and the same can be said for football in Rio. Obviously, the LCSD is superfluous to requirement, and their budget should be reallocated to provide curries to the quarantined and free toilet roll for the aftermath. That is signed Anon. That's the last word, I think. We've reached the bottom of the pile there, uh, and we've got we've got a little flood of comments Monday, as well. Yes. Yeah, uh, uh, let's see. Uh, Alan says, "How much time are you going to?" Okay, that's just abusive. We're going to move on from that uh, to the end of the program and the weather. It's going to be fine, cool this morning. Temperatures up to twenty-two degrees, eighteen degrees. The latest readings and the relative humidities now at seventy-three percent. To fight the virus together, we must protect ourselves and others, and reduce social contact. Stay at home as far as possible. Avoid social gatherings and don't go to crowded places. Work from home if feasible. Don't shake hands with others. We should also avoid meal gatherings. Let's adopt these measures to prevent the spread of novel coronavirus in the community. For more information on fighting the virus, visit chp.gov.hk. 934, the news now with Samantha Butler. In a second revision in just over a week, mainland authorities say they've changed the method of counting coronavirus patients and will include only those diagnosed by laboratory and not clinical tests. The mainland has reported 118 more deaths and almost 900 new cases. South Korea has confirmed 52 more cases of the new coronavirus, taking its total to 156, the second highest national total outside the mainland. 43 were in the southern city of Daegu, which the government has declared a special management zone. A U.S. federal judge has sentenced a former advisor to President Trump, Roger Stone, to 40 months in prison for lying to Congress.